investi besties, investing can sometimes seem pretty overwhelming, right? With all the news about inflation, interest rates, and just how everything seems so much less affordable nowadays. It just seems more frustrating when it comes to building that wealth nest. That's why our friends at Moby have your back. Moby is this incredible new app built by a team of former Morgan Stanley investors that are making financial education as simple as browsing a social feed. Moby will create for you a jargon-free update on what's happening in the financial markets every day of the week while giving you hand-picked stocks that cater to how you want to be investing. The best part, the team has consistently beaten the S&P 500 by over 11.9% for the past four years. A very important topic for our generation nowadays is how to get wealthy in an economy broken for young people. The most simple, understandable way for anybody, young or old, to start building their wealth for themselves starts with building confidence in how you invest, and so if you're ready to build your confidence in your investing, you can earn more money with Moby while spending less time, energy, and money on doing so. Join over 5 million people investing smarter, happier, and safer with Moby, the jargon-free app on where you should be investing and what companies you should be considering for your portfolio. Sign up for Moby Premium today by using the GTI code in the episode description box, and you can get a full year of Moby Premium for just $8.25 a month. Remember, just click on the link in the description to get started today. Hello, today's Thursday, which means we're bringing you Girls That Business, a weekly series where we spill the tea on how to create a seven-figure side hustle because no one saves their way to wealth. You're joined today by Sim, a seven-figure business owner, and with me is Maya, an entrepreneur in the making. Hello, Maya. Kia ora, Sim. How are we today? We are fabulous. Did my gratitudes with Julian, so my Tani, my partner, while watching the sunset so that was really lovely that sounds disgusting yeah it's it's real wholesome guys do your gratitudes while watching the sunset or looking at the stars it just honestly makes you feel like you're in a movie you're like that couple like you know when you're like walking down the beach and you've had a long day and you're exhausted and you're just like I need to walk and then you look at two people and they're like looking at the stars and they look in love and they've got like little gratitude journals out and you're like kill me just yeah. let, the, let the ocean sweep me up right yeah. now. Like mm-hmm. you and that couple. Yep, we are, guys. <laughs> Thank you for your service. You're welcome. <laughs> How are you, Sim? You know what? I'm good. I've been like going to the gym and if anyone knows me, they know I do not do things like that. Like I'm just, I'm not an active person. <laughs> and I just have been more consistent and it's just been me going like every two days and being like you have to stay here for an hour like you are trapped you cannot leave and then that kind of attitude gets me to go well I guess I could try this I guess I could do this I guess I could like run a little bit I guess I could like and then I keep doing that and now I'm like I guess I could try this way or I guess I could pick this up and it's it's getting better like I've just bullied myself like trapped myself in the gym for an hour and I just seem to work out. And I guess you're a gym girly now. I am a gym girly. I have like three gym shirts though. So it's very difficult. Like I I am on repeat. I look like a cartoon character because I wear the same thing every time I go. Oh, I feel you. I'm exactly the same. Or like my gym shirts are also kind of my sleeping shirts. So they're a bit random. You know how you just oh, have yeah. like random old big baggy t-shirts? <laughs> what people see at the gym do you know what that's okay because you are not there to look 
like a little fashionista you are there to work out mm-hmm. and I think that is fair today's topic is one that I'm like a little bit stressed to talk about I, I'll be honest I'm a little bit nervous so last <laughs> week we had Shal come on she was amazing she talked about like red flags as a business owner as a leader and it was just fantastic and then I was like you know what this week I want to reflect on me and I want to talk about the really hard process of when you start a side hustle, you usually are the kind of person that just does it yourself, like the kind of personality, in my opinion, that like starts a business or starts a side hustle and it becomes quite successful. It's usually the, t- the kind of person that's like, you know what, I'm just going to wear all the hats. I don't know social media. I'm going to learn it. I don't know email marketing. I'm going to learn it. And you're just very much like a lone wolf that gets everything done by yourself, doesn't really delegate, doesn't get delegate in your personal life. I mean, the amount of times I've told this story, but when I was building Girls That Invest, I had people like Maya drop food to my house because they were worried that I was not feeding myself. And I had people like Sonia come over and like help me cook and clean because they were just like, someone has to do it. And it was so embarrassing, but it was like a testament to how in your own head you get with like building and focused and tunnel vision. So That kind of person is good at starting to build a company, but that kind of person is not so good at leading a team Mm -hmm. and delegating and understanding, like letting go control. And so I want to talk about that today because you might not be there yet. You might not be the person that has gotten to the stage where you need extra team members, but one day you will. And if you're anything like me, just learn from my mistakes so that you don't have to make them. Mm. Yeah, and so you can be just a better business owner and leader for when you do eventually hire people as well a hundred percent yes okay so this is in the title as well I'm not just calling Sim a crappy business owner but Sim can you tell us how you were a crappy business owner okay I love that before we started recording Maya was like can I call you a crappy business owner and I was like yes it's fine she was like are you sure and I was like it it is okay. Like, I think there is some strength in acknowledging or like being able to be like self-aware. And when I first started, I was, like I said, doing everything myself. So when we started hiring, because we're still a small team, I mean, Girls Invest in total is like five team members, majority of them being part-time, like the talent, like yourself. And when I first started, I really just didn't see or understand why there were other companies that were doing similar stuff to us but had so many more people in their team Mm. and it just confused me and I was like so this I think was my first mistake I was a crappy leader because I just thought I should do everything myself and didn't think that I needed anyone else to help like at all it was just Sonia and I and we kind of like split our tasks based on like what we enjoyed but at the very beginning of that the first mistake I made was I split everything 50-50. Like, let's both do everything. Let's both do editing. Let's both do emails. Let's both do social media content. Let's both do interviews. And very quickly, we realized that that wasn't working for us because we're not the same person. And you and your team member are going to be different. You're going to have different skill set. And what was so much better was us sitting down and kind of like me constantly asking, like, did you enjoy this or do you want me to do it instead? Or we find someone else to do it. And constantly doing that would make you realize, well, okay, this person is really good at organization. They're really good at like back end. They're really good at operations. I really suck at that. 
I'm really good at social media. I'm really good at being front facing. I'm good at like jumping in front of a camera. And so dividing tasks based on strength rather than doing 50 50 of everything or like splitting everything out was my, I guess the, the, the thing I fixed to my first mistake. It's a really good point to bring up, Sim, because it's that sounds like something that you actually don't know is a thing until you actually do it. So that's just kind of something that you think of in hindsight because it sounds completely fair. Like we'll do 50-50, we're doing this together. That just makes sense. But then when you actually step back and you're like, actually, you're better at doing organizational stuff and I'm better at doing editing. Why don't we just kind of split up the tasks appropriately like that way with strength-based rather than the whole 50-50 thing, eh? A hundred percent. And that was really weird for me because I was like, oh, like I feel so terrible that I'm not doing like I'm not doing a little bit of everything. And I think as a business owner, you feel like you need to have your finger in every pie. I use that expression so much and I hate it, but you just feel like you need to be like on top of it all. And the truth is like you aren't going to be good at everything. Like you have to learn that you have your strengths. You need to find what your strengths are and then hire out your weaknesses. And that's going to be a much better way of growing your side hustle, your business, than trying to fix your weaknesses because like that's just going to take so much more time. Mm. And that's actually something that I used to hear a lot is like, you know, work on your weaknesses so you can build everything up and be a little bit more well-rounded. But Mm. now kind of the past five years, I've been hearing a lot more about Focus on your strengths and hire, like hire out because that's just easier. Like there's no point in kind of banging your head against the wall trying to make this work when you know you're just better at other things. I just feel like it's just so much easier. Like it truly is. And at the end of the day, like would I rather be the kind of person that feels like I'm going to be really good at the organization stuff, the like meeting planning stuff? No, like I'm not. It just... I really held on to it a little bit longer than I should. And I think that was the first thing I did that made me a bit of a crappy business owner. I think the second thing that I did, because honestly, we could talk all day. The second thing I did that like (laughs) made me a bit of a crappy business owner or a crappy leader kind of came down to not really understanding different communication styles. And I kind of just assumed that everyone And like when I say this out loud, I'm like, I'm so stupid. But I kind of assumed like everyone just kind of talked the same way as me. Everyone was like, like, I'm very communicative. That's the word. Like Mm -hmm. if something bothers me, I will bring it up. There's Mm -hmm. no harm in me being like, hey, like at work, hey, this happened. Can you just tell me what's gone wrong here? X, Y, Z. And I kind of thought like, well, everyone would do that. And if anyone ever had a problem with something, they would just bring it up. And I don't need to like constantly worry about what they're thinking or what's Mm -hmm. going on with them then I went the other way I did a 180 where I was like well maybe people aren't comfortable telling me what they think or how they feel so I'm gonna always ask them and constantly bother them and be (laughs) like hey are you good are we fine (laughs) and I remember an instance with a team member where like I kind of brought up like timeliness and it was a bit of an awkward conversation and then afterwards they were like oh by the way I'm gonna like leave early and I was like I've upset them like this is so sad like this is so awkward and for an hour it was like in my head like quite an awkward working like co-working environment Mm. and then I messaged them 
like kind of the next day or emailed them. I can't remember just being like, Hey, is everything okay? I feel like there was quite a lot of tension and they were like, everything was fine. Like we did have that strong conversation. Mm -hmm. You said your piece. I said mine. It like got resolved and that was fine. And then I had to leave early because of traffic. And I was like, wow, I spent that whole evening (laughs) so stressed about this. And like, just forgetting that people communicate differently. That was such a huge learning for me. I think it's all completely normal though. Like when you actually think about it, creating a business with someone, it's similar to a, you know, a relationship. And so you're in close quarters with them. You need to be able to communicate with them about a whole bunch of different things. So just you actually will be having uncomfortable situations and will kind of have to learn how to ebb and flow together, which is something that I typically think happens over time and happens, not unfortunately because this is life, but when you have these awkward instances and you're like, oh, that was fine. It's terrible. I think the third thing that I did that was like a little bit crappy or like made me like a crappy leader is I like misunderstood the level. And again, this was like, I just based it off what I thought I liked. I was like, I like to work on my own. I like to kind of just get things done. As I've kind of mentioned earlier, I'm the kind of person that I want flexibility and freedom. So I was like, and some of the first roles that came out, it was like complete flexibility, complete freedom, remote work, like honestly do it whenever it's just task-based. So just like get it done, just get it done by like X date. And I do not care like how you do it. If you have any questions, let me know. But like, I'm not going to hover over you because I was Mm -hmm. very like scared to be a micromanager. I was like, I don't want to micromanage. I've been micromanaged. I'm going to pull back. And I remember one of our first people that we worked with, they were like, I'm really struggling with this. Like I want structure. I want schedule. I want a nine to five with this. I want to like be able to be like da, 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 da. And I was, I was really confused on the other end being like, but who wouldn't want flexibility? Like, mm. it's so easy. Like, you can, like, go off and get your doctor's appointment at, like, 2 p.m. and then come back and work at, like, 4 p.m. And, like, it doesn't matter to me. I don't need it to be, like, a traditional work environment. Mm-hmm. And it took me a very long time to realize you should actually just ask people. <laughs> and, again, this is, like, so <laughs> such <laughs> common sense. <laughs> But just like ask people and be like, hey, is this structure working for you? If not, let's like sit down and find something that does. Or like, hey, how do you like feedback? Do you want it given to you via like Slack message or do you want a video call? Do you like meetings? How do you want positive feedback? How do you want constructive feedback? All these things are different. And like, how do you like to be led? You know, I kind of assumed people like to be like left on their own to a degree where I'm not hovering over them and there's pure trust because obviously I've like hired this person because I trust them and mm-hmm. I think they're going to be amazing at it. And I've always loved the work that they come out with. And yeah, so those were like three examples of me just like completely missing the mark and understanding expectations of what someone wants from you as a leader was probably the last thing that I struggled with. Like I remember someone kind of bringing up the fact that they wanted, what's the word, not mentorship, but like growing and strategy and like being like I want you to help me with like my development in Mm. this company Mm -hmm. and that had just been something I'd never thought of and I was like oh my god of course like this is something that really matters I just never thought of myself as being that person because I've never been the person that's like helped someone on a development I'm, I'm not a manager 
I'm like a startup business owner, but now I have to actually do both and I need to like learn better and be better in that space. Mm. That's such a good point because it's like you view yourself differently to how your employee views yourself. And for you, you're like, I'm just out here, you know, working how I want to work and, you know, managing myself and working on my schedule. And that's like, I'm just kind of getting the ball rolling on this on my passion project completely not thinking that hey I'm actually this person's manager like I'm the leader in this role and so of course I would be the one to kind of step in Mm. and you just don't think like that I've seen poor leadership in companies and I've seen great leadership in companies and I feel like I'm always trying to look at like what happens in other businesses and go okay like I can see this working out well. Like I've seen examples of people like call out their leaders or their managers on things like in front of me. And I'm like, this is so awkward, but this is really benefiting me because I'm learning like what not to do. Mm -hmm. Like you shouldn't X, Y, Z. Like one thing that really stood out to me is like the language that you use around your team. Like you don't want to be saying things like we're a big family or you don't want to be saying things like, you know, like this is my staff member. I feel like that gives a level of like ownership Mm-hmm. and like that language really matters and so I always say like my colleagues no matter like where we are in the team even if it's someone that's just like coming in for a part-time like project like it's still a colleague though they're still a colleague to me I've called them it that's not a good place to start but they're still <laughs> a colleague to me and I think that is just the little things I've picked up but I wanted to ask do you have any questions for me as you embark on your journey and you know that one day when you finally get around to it, Maya, that you're going <laughs> to be leading a team. Okay. First of all, you didn't really need to um, attack me like that. No, I'm kidding. Do you have a TikTok? I, I do. I don't have any content yet. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll work on that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's mainly in regards to the communication issue, like how did you work around that? I think you have to like not bite your tongue. That's not the right way, but like you have to be humble enough to know that you can always do better and so you turning up and again not turning up with your tail between your legs I'm like not getting the right words but turning up completely open to hearing the fact that you've actually like screwed up Mm. and turning up with that energy I think makes all the difference and turning up and going hey I don't actually always get it right and in some honesty I don't know what I'm doing in this space and that's probably not what you want to hear from your leader Mm -hmm. but it kind of in this case, in this scenario of like, I feel like I've been thrusted into being a manager and I've never been a manager. I've never read a managerial book. I didn't even know who Brene Brown was like seven months ago. Like I have things to learn and I'm going to get better because I need this. I always used to worry about, I don't want to be someone's manager or leader. I want us to all to be equal. I don't like hierarchy. But the truth is, even if you want to be like, oh, we're all the same at the end of the day, like you're someone's boss Mm. and you have to like act accordingly and you have to be aware that there's going to be that dynamic and someone's not going to open up to you in the same way that you would as like two team members, you know, at a shop front, you're a staff member and their manager. And at the end of the day, just like respecting that and understanding that and then turning up to communication with that tone and energy and being like aware that, you can't like laugh and joke your way through this. Like you do sometimes have to be like, okay, hey, let's have this chat. I've gotten this wrong here. 
this is what I'm planning to do. I'd love your feedback. How do you want me to lead you? And so now it goes that invest when we like bring someone on, we actually have a form where we ask them how they like to be led. Mm. And it's questions like, how do you like to receive positive feedback? How do you want to receive negative feedback? If there's a quick task to do, do you want that to be told to you on like Slack or do you want an email or do you still prefer like a meeting? If something goes wrong, do you prefer to be told on like Slack, email me, you know, like in that way you're sharing to them what they need. And then you're also like spending time explaining to them how you communicate, what kind of leadership style you are at. Like for me, to be able to tell someone off the bat, like, hey, I'm very quick. My emails do sometimes come across like short form, like very like, yep, mm-hmm. sounds good, thanks, mm-hmm. kind regards. And I know that then that can come across as like rude. To me, it's like I want to save your time mm-hmm. and you don't have to read like a really long email. Like I'm trying to be respectful. Mm-hmm. But in saying that, if my if you were a leader, what kind of leader do you think you'd be? Like what would be your managerial style? I don't know like the formal like names for managerial style in girl and th- neither think things like that <laughs> but I think I'm a pretty good people's person and I'm a very empathetic person so the way that I <laughs> like to be led is you know feeling like you're being listened to you're being respected and also I also find that structure because I'm quite new into my new mahi and I found that I actually would like a bit of systems going on so some form of organization some kind of system and just kind of being a good person like a kind person I think because you know you can be a good good person or a nice person without being kind yeah so probably I don't know if that sounds too like soft skilly or something like that but (laughs) (laughs) probably a kind person because you also need to remember that people have like their jobs typically is only one aspect of people's lives so instead of saying hey you're always late you need to make it on time all the time da 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 just actually sit down with them and just being like is everything okay is there a reason why you've been coming late like you never know they may be taking their nephews to school now because their sister is really sick or you know they have other responsibilities that's very sweet that's very you and that's very honest I think if I had to describe myself as a leader it's like someone that's got like the big goals the big vision but like maybe isn't always so great at like the smaller stuff or like I'll be like let's get there and then the next question people ask me is like okay how do we get there where's the steps (laughs) yeah what's the steps I'm like that's a great bloody question yeah and just I think yeah kindness empathy always comes first I think being fair comes Mm. first Mm-hmm. And I used to really scare away from like giving like feedback. If someone did something wrong, sometimes I would just like not say anything because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't feel comfortable bringing this up. And now I'm like, it's doing that person a disservice if I don't share with them what needs to change because they're going to go, oh, like this is actually great work. And in the next job, if they like continue that, that's not going to benefit them whatsoever and so it's almost like reframing feedback and being like feedback's not bad Mm. feedback helps that person like feedback is kind and if you give it in a kind way like there's nothing wrong with that Mm. exactly and everything I think also is about delivery as well it really is I think 
another really important mistake that I was making was like setting a teen culture that was like one way, but then like perhaps acting another way. And I picked up Mm. on this when I was hanging out with some friends and they were speaking about their management and their company. And one of them was like, I don't feel like I can ask for mental health days at work, even though we have mental health days because my boss, when she talks about mental health, she's like, why would I take a mental health day? Like, that's so silly. I'm going to turn up to work. And so my friend was like, because of that comment, like my boss would never not let me take a mental Mm. health day, but because that's her own attitude, it's going to make me feel like she'll view me that way. Yeah. And kind of like, well, I'm not having a mental health day, so you don't need a mental health day kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm sure like the boss wouldn't have actually said that or thought that, but it's like, but if your behavior for yourself is like one Mm. standard, like it's kind of worrisome that maybe you're going to set that standard on me. And I'd never thought about that. And so I've tried to become more aware of like, well, if I joke around and say like, yeah, hustle culture or yeah, I'm working till like 6 p.m. or something, I don't want that to come across as like that's the expectation I have for the people I work with. Mm. That's a good point. That's just kind of something that I've never thought of before. But now that you say it, that's actually, I've actually done that in previous roles where I've been like kind of shied away or don't feel like it's allowed to kind of Mm. ask for your basic, (laughs) like basic needs as a human. And they, they probably will give it to you, but it is that whole culture. So how have you created a culture within Girls That Invest that you adhere to? I think leading by example is the most important one. Like I cannot like say to a colleague, like, please take a sick day. Like if you're sick, do not come into work. If I am on a work meeting, like sniffling two days later, like you've got to be so aware. Like it's not just about yourself anymore. And that was hard. I was like, oh, I have to like my behavior is going to impact how other people think that they should act. And Mm so trying to make a culture of like work yeah, it's important. Yeah. Like it, we, we get to help people and that's fantastic. But I always like kind of joke, but like semi not joke. And I, I will say we're not brain surgeons. Like if this email does not get sent, no one dies. Mm. If we're meant to like finish a project and like, oh my God, someone got sick and it got pushed out a couple of days, no one dies. Like I remember one of my colleagues and this like was really bothersome to me she was like oh I feel kind of bad like taking leave on this day and I was like why would you feel bad as much as I love you and I think you're so important we run a media company it is not that deep Mm. like take your day (laughs) off like nothing will fall apart and that might lead to maybe understanding why they felt that way do they feel overwhelmed do they need extra support like in my head I was like maybe I need to step up more and and make sure that if they're worried that the emails are going to get you know, completely backlogged while they're away, then that's where I jump in or someone else jumps in. And that's the kind of like culture that I'm trying to build. Like our work is important, but work is not everything. Yeah. It's not everything. No one's going to die. Fortunately, it's all good. It's all good. It's literally all good. It's just a job. (laughs) It's just how we pay the bills, but whatever. (laughs) So do you have any tips for those who are new to being a business owner or a leader or someone who was in your position? I think the first thing that will make the rest of 
it easier is just understanding that dynamic is going to be different. Like if this was someone that in another job, if you were both like, you know, two team members that had a manager together, like, yeah, you could like crack on and have certain jokes and like just laugh and spend time together and be like, you can tell me anything. But as soon as you're someone's manager or leader, like that dynamic is going to change. And sometimes it sucks and you wish that it wasn't like that, but you have to be aware that maybe you feel comfortable saying whatever you want to them, but they might not feel that way because you're their boss, you're their manager. And like, don't be in denial of that, just like accept it. And I think regardless of if you own a business or if you've just become a manager recently, like you'll pick up on this, you'll realize that you're going to have a little bit of separation. If everyone's going off for like work drinks, it's okay if they don't invite you. In fact, it's probably better that you don't go. Like people should be allowed to like debrief without you there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably the main tip I would have. And I know that like might not seem that big or overwhelming but when you understand that everything else makes sense Hmm. okay do you have any resources like books podcasts that helped you along the way I think listening to other business owners. So there was one amazing lady called Vanessa Lau, and I've spoken about her on this podcast before because she's also done a lot of great work on social media. So it's Vanessa Lau, L-A-U, and she had a newsletter where she would openly talk about her like things that she did well as a leader and things that she didn't do so well as a leader. Things like overhiring, things like being very meticulous or like maybe micromanaging and realizing that she was doing it and being like, oh my God, that's not meant to be me or moving things around too quickly. Just understanding that like people are quite different. And one of the things I picked up from her, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm doing this. I am someone that moves things around quite fast. Like, oh, let's jump on this project. Oh no, we're pivoted here. And that's the success of Girls That Invest, the fact that we can move so quickly and be like, oh, this is quite a popular news story. Let's jump on that instead. Or like, let's move things around. But not everyone is like that. And some people prefer structure and some people prefer being like, no, we said we were going to do this first and now we've pivoted. Like, I'm not comfortable with that. And it's just little things like that that have helped. So her website Vanessa Lau has all her old emails that she sent out on them and if you search up like CEO Vanessa Lau it will come up with all her emails of her just sharing her story all her blog posts she even shares how her company started to lose money every single month and it was a downward spiral and it was absolutely terrible she got mentors that didn't help like and it's kind of a sad story because at the end of it she actually just like has gone on a sabbatical and like shut down her whole business, even though it was like a multi-million dollar media company. But that has been a really, really helpful resource just to like see someone else do it and have them share their experiences. Mm, Yeah. And that's, this might be a little bit off topic, but that's also why I was really excited and am, you know, I'm so happy to be a part of this series is because we actually get to, listen to your stories and your insights and I think it's really helpful for people who are starting off just you you know just when you know the backstory behind things it makes you feel a little bit more confident and kind of just humanizes people and well Mm. you know especially people in leadership roles where you're like whoa this person has like their whole stuff together like And then you actually, you know, read 
the processes of things and you're just like it's all just completely normal everyone's just figuring it out everyone's still learning I would say if you're listening to this and you're like I want to find like other resources or other ways that have helped you sim in like your leadership journey I think being friends with people that are managers or finding friends that have businesses that have staff has been really helpful because in the same way that like people that work together can kind of like bounce ideas off each other or complain about like you know the certain aspects of work that get mundane or hard having friends that hire people and fire people is actually quite helpful because then you can you know bounce ideas off each other and understand like their journeys and their stories and like I found it was really helpful to me to have friends that were business owners that hired people or had teams because then I could learn off them even before I had my own team. Like one of them was talking about how a staff member wanted a pay rise and how she was handling it. And in my head, I was like, I would handle it so differently to that. But, you know, that's how you learn from these things. Yeah. Would you say because I think, well, from my perspective, a lot of leadership roles and what you mentioned before like communication do you think also people for instance who are leaders within their community groups or a sports groups or a mum who has like three grown adult children because they've had to adapt and learn how to communicate with people and all of that kind of thing would you say people in other leadership roles that aren't exactly hiring specifically people would be helpful as well A hundred percent, like just hanging out with people that have good communication skills, that can manage teams, that can like see a vision and like inspire others to join that vision. Like those are all really great skills of being a leader. I hope this episode has taught us that like those skills aren't enough though. And there will always be parts of your personality where you think you're doing the right thing, but you might be completely off the mark. Mm -hmm. And being a good leader is just like, understanding that dynamic and always being open to feedback and to change because nothing is worse than a rigid leader that is a lovely note to end it on Tim all right well I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode I hope you found it helpful being a crappy leader is not a great thing it's not a badge of honor that I carry but it's nice to know that things have changed since then and I think humility goes a very very long way in this world Maya, I hope that this has been helpful for you. I know you'd be a great leader anyway. It would be helpful to start making TikTok videos so that you can then hire a team. It would be. And honestly, that was like my plan for like the past two weeks. But I am very chock-a-block at the moment. I work full-time. I study full-time. I do the podcast and I'm also planning my wedding and life stuff. (laughs) what i'm hearing is i'm doing all these cool things let me just put a camera to the side and just film myself doing them yeah well i'll see you this weekend for um helping me with content thank you i will be there all right (laughs) until next time maya bye and as always to finish off with our disclaimer girls that invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs we are not financial advisors the advice from girls that invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision advice from girls that invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances always do your research and please use your due diligence